And what is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome back inside another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by Boot Crew Media or Nito's Tequila, which is the official tequila of Boot Crew Media and DraftKings. DraftKings new customers, you can bet $1 on either team to score on any bet next week coming up for the NFL schedule, and you can win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code SUS for Straight Up Saints that you see on the bottom of your screen. And you can bet uh, $1 and win $100 in free bets. So pretty good stuff. Must be 21 or older to play. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And man, for the third straight week, we're on here talking about another bad Saints loss. And this one feels different from all the others. I think actually a lot of you have told me before, after the Saints have lost the last two games, I've been like very lenient about what's going on. I feel like that's been the word that people have used that, I haven't been super harsh on this team and I've been kind of easy on them. And I, and I, I honestly can get that um, from time to time. Like I totally get that complaint that people have had. Today is not one of those days. Today is one of those days. And, and believe me, guys, I'm pretty calm when I'm watching Saints games. And I was calm today watching this game too. But you finish and you start reassessing the whole game and you're you're frustrated. And, and I get it. No Alvin Kamara, no Teron Armstead, no Ryan Ramchek. Taysom Hill did not play. And you're going through the motions and you're, you're like, hey, there's no playmaker here. And this team lacks talent. But it's not just injuries. Like, yes, injuries are a problem right now. And it's really hurting the Saints team because, man, they are banged up probably more than any other team in the league right now. But why don't the Saints have talent on their teams? There's a lot of issues and a lot of decisions that were made before this season started that got the Saints to this point right now where we're watching. And I'll talk about the Eagles game in just a little bit. And I'm not going to break it all down because there's nothing to break down. The Saints got absolutely destroyed by a better football team today. The Eagles were a better football team and they ran through them. Okay. So when I talk about this team being talent devoid and man, they are talent devoid. You look at this team and you're looking at who's going to come up and make a play. I don't know. Here's what I do know. The Saints in the offseason had to make some tough decisions because of the cap. So who, who had to go? Jared Cook, he went and everyone celebrated, including myself. We didn't want Jared Cook. Fine. The Saints can use him right now. How about Emmanuel Sanders? You don't like Jared Cook? We all know Emmanuel Sanders can still play football. Saints had to get rid of him. Again, tough cap decision that they had to make. I'm not blaming them for making that move, but you lose another talented playmaker. So there goes another guy from your offense they could have. And then the big one, Michael Thomas decides to get surgery in June instead of February. And I know Saints fans defend him every single time. And I get it. I like Michael Thomas. There's a picture over my head of Michael Thomas. I really do like MT. But like enough's enough as every game goes on, I get more and more frustrated with the situation. And I know it's, it's, there's two sides to the story. I get that. I'm not here to spend my podcast ripping on Michael Thomas, but they need him right now. And he got surgery in June instead of February and you didn't have your wide receiver one. So that's where I blame Michael Thomas. But now let's flip it over and where I blame Sean Payton and blame Mickey Loomis. You knew Michael Thomas was ghosting you in the offseason, and you didn't get another receiver. You didn't sign one. You didn't go for one in the draft. And yeah, we hear that they liked Dwayne Eskridge or they liked Elijah Moore. You didn't take either one. Instead, you took Peyton Turner, who's not playing right now. He's hurt, and it's frustrating. So you don't have a wide receiver, whether it was bad decisions by your, your management or your wide receiver one just hasn't played for you in basically two years. The last time I've been really hyped about Michael Thomas was 2019, which is very unfortunate. So you don't have offensive guys right now. And what do you have? You have Adam Troutman, who, by the way, I thought he was excellent today. And of course, he was excellent today and he gets hurt because that's just the way this season has gone for the New Orleans Saints. So you have Troutman, who's been very inconsistent. Today was a good game and now he's hurt. You have Mark Ingram, who continues to kind of wind back the clock. And I know he fumbled today. I really don't care that Mark Ingram fumbled. The Saints were down. They were going to lose that game, whether or not Mark Ingram fumbled that football. So that fumble to me was irrelevant. I don't care that Mark Ingram fumbled in that spot. Obviously, you don't want him to fumble, but in that spot, I don't care. But not only are the Saints talent avoid right now, 
there are like blatant misses right now in terms of the structure of this team too. Like Cesar Ruiz is a bad football player. And I defended the, the Cesar Ruiz pick when it happened. And I thought that Cesar Ruiz, when he got a full off season under his belt would be a lot better, but he's a bad football player, like objectively bad. Like I can try to defend him, but when he makes a mistake, it's always a huge mistake on third down where he's not paying attention to his assignment and the play gets blown up and the Saints have no shot. So it's kind of become comedy hour. And the only time the Saints are really good offensively speaking, just like they were today, just like they were last week against the Titans, just like they were two weeks ago against the Falcons, the Saints only put up points and the Saints only move the football under Trevor Simeon in this offense when it's garbage time. And why is that? Because defenses are backing off. Defenses are playing soft coverages because whether it's the Titans going up 20 to six or the Falcons going up 24 to six or the Eagles going up 27 to seven, you have these comfortable leads and you dial it back as you should. It makes sense why these teams do it. So the Saints really right now are a garbage time run offense. The defense needs to be elite for them to win games. And right now they're not being elite for multiple reasons. One, they're not playing that well. Like the defense is not playing as well as they should. But more importantly, the time and possession battle, you're losing that. When the defense is a little bit rested and they're feeling good, you see those times in the second half where they are making consecutive stops. But man, they get gassed very often in the first, in the first half because of the time and possession. The Eagles had the ball for over 18 minutes in the first half. That's not good. You're going to lose. That's a bad formula. So that's a problem for the Saints. There's so many issues that I want to get into. I'll mention two positives in a little bit. Before I do that, I'm going to bring up uh, your questions and comments that you guys put up, and we'll kind of go from there. So first question from Alex says, time to start Taysom on Thursday if he's healthy. That is kind of what I want to talk about, and Demetrius mentions it here too, and, and so does Zeke. So you guys are all mentioning Taysom. I'm going to talk about Taysom in just a little bit because I think that's something that the Saints are going to need to consider. And I, I know Twitter killed me when I mentioned or even thought about the Saints going to Taysom Hill after Jameis went down, but like enough's enough. Like, I think it's time that like they should consider a change. Sean's failure to address the wide receiver position has really caught up these last few games. It's caught up the whole season guys. Like I, I think for me, I get it. Like I know Sean Payton thought that his scheme could outwork certain things and like scheme goes over talent, but that that's not the NFL anymore. If you see all these teams are having success moving the football, they draft receivers and trade for receivers and sign receivers constantly. Because this is a passing league. Like, the league is predicated around offense. And right now, especially with Kamara out, the Saints do not have a playmaker that strikes fear in the opposing team. And that is a problem, a legit problem. Now, if Michael Thomas was healthy and Alvin Kamara were healthy, you can kind of, like, work your way around everything else. But you're going into a game with your top three receivers being Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris, and Trey Quan Smith. That is terrible. That is absolutely terrible. Like I said, if MT's in the picture, if Alvin Kamara in the picture, great but they're not, and this is what you get as a result. So, you know, I, again, I love Sean Payton. I've defended Sean Payton throughout my uh, podcasting career, I'll say, and I'll continue to defend Sean Payton for most things. The receiver position, though, I do think this is a wake-up call. You cannot get through this NFL with terrible playmakers. You just can't. Like I said last time, this team is too volatile. going to be hard to predict any more Ws this season, even with the Jets game. Yeah, look, I think regardless of the last three games, I always thought it was going to be difficult to get a read on the Saints team. Because when the Saints are at their best, they can beat any team. And when the Saints are at their worst, they can get blown out by any team. And it's really frustrating, and it's tough to read, regardless of, of you know, if Jameis was in or Jameis was out, or if this team was on a winning streak or they were on a losing streak, I feel like it's tough to read this team. So I totally agree. You can't just look at this schedule and be like, that's a win, or that's a loss, or you don't know, you know? Like, we're all under the assumption the Saints are going to go into Thanksgiving and lose to the Bills, but who knows? Honestly, who really knows at this stage? Sean Payton definitely can't see the forest through the trees. There was no plan once Breeze retired, unless the plan was just to reset. 
look, I, I, I think for the Saints, if Winston's in, because that's a big thing. So, like, there was a debate earlier this week on Twitter. If Winston plays, are the Saints five and five, or like, are the Saints losing these games? Like, I'm not saying if Winston plays, the Saints are winning all these games that they lost. I'm not saying that. But the Saints are a better team with Jameis Winston. And I still thought with Jameis Winston, they were a 10 and seven team. And I wonder if the plan is kind of like just stay afloat for one year without Drew, kind of just stitch everything together and then figure it out the next year, which is kind of something that New England did without Tom Brady. They lost Tom Brady. They had that struggling year on with Cam Newton. And now you look at them, they got Mac Jones in the draft and they are actually in sole possession of first place in the AFC East. And they look pretty damn good over the last couple of weeks. Of course, the Saints beat them, which is funny enough, but I think that like the plan for them was not just future, you know, figure out the future immediately. I think it was kind of stitch everything together for now and then figure it out later. Reese got carried by Armstead and Ram into being good, considered a good player. I'm going to be honest, man. I, I don't know who, who even then considered him a good player. Like I liked the prospect. He was a number one center coming out of high school. He was a number one center coming out of college, but he's bad right now. Like he's bad. He is a bad football player and it's tough to defend. That was painful to watch. The offense was just so uninspired. Could really use a spark from Taysom. Yeah, look, I'll get into the Taysom thing just now, actually, um, if you guys want to talk about it. Because I see you guys are mentioning Taysom and and what his usage, whether or not he should start. So I'll do that before. I'll just pull up this comment real quick because the Blake Gilligan one for MVP. Totally agree. Blake Gilligan actually, he punted so many times today, I actually thought his leg was tired. Like, that. that's a problem. And, and yeah, I agree, Wesley. I mean, this, this defense is not playing well enough right now to save what is one of the worst offenses, if not the worst offensive football. Like, it's a bad offense right now. So uh, we'll see what happens. So let's get into it. You know, we talked about Trevor Simeon, and I just want to throw this out here before I get into this Trevor Simeon thing, because I know Saints fans are going to be absolutely, you know, pissed off if uh, I completely just go off on Simeon, which I'm not going to do. I thought when Jameis got injured, I thought the Saints should have started Taysom Hill. I, I Because my the way I looked at it was, the quarterback battle was between Jameis and Taysom Hill. It was never between Jameis and Trevor Simeon. And I thought when Jameis goes down in the middle of the game, it is very logical to put Trevor Simeon in. So Trevor Simeon gets to start. I don't care. I'm all in on Trevor Simeon because I don't care who started for the Saints. I'm going to back him up. I thought Simeon played well against the Falcons. I thought Simeon did okay against the Titans, but he was not the reason why they lost at all. And even today, like I'm not going to say Simeon was the reason the Saints lost today. That would just be asinine. There are so many reasons why the Saints lost today. But today was the first game that Simeon played where I'm like, all right, this is why he's a journeyman. This is why he's a backup. And he's a good backup quarterback to have on your roster. Like, I'm glad the Saints have a Trevor Simeon. And it was a really good story, and he deserved to start when he got it. Like, I don't think they made the wrong move starting him. I think he definitely deserved a chance to start because he earned that with the way that he played against the Bucs coming in relief duty. But the, the experiment for me, you're through three weeks now. The offense is terrible. And... I think the one thing that a lot of people took for granted with Jameis Winston was while Jameis is flawed and you have to deal with those flaws from time to time, he has a special trait and that special trait is his arm and his arm at any moment can just deliver a deep ball that can get you a touchdown out of nowhere. And that is something the Saints don't have right now. And that is not something that Ian Book will give you. That is not something Trevor Simeon will give you. And that's not something that Taysom Hill will give you. So I get that. So there really is no clear who can really fill the void while Jameis is out. But and this is why I was all in on saying, you know what, let's just let Taysom start, is at least Taysom is a great athlete. And yeah, I thought Taysom Hill did not run the football enough when he was the starting quarterback for the Saints. And it was really baffling and weird that he would just sit in the pocket and wouldn't really move his feet. But again, it was a four-game sample size. So I thought, why not go back to him? At the very least, 
you can run a lot of running plays with him and kind of get that option offense going and do something. And, and whether we like it or not, guys, I, I do agree. Taysom Hill, the weapon, is way better than Taysom Hill, the quarterback. But we have to come to terms with the fact that Taysom Hill, the weapon, is done for the rest of the year. It's not happening anymore. He had the concussion against Washington. He had the foot injury against Tennessee. It's too much stress on this man's body to play wide receiver, tight end, H-back, quarterback. It's so many t- special teams. It's not going to happen. He's going to get hurt. And let the record show, at BYU, he did get hurt multiple times. So I think that's a big thing. I think that's something that the Saints factor into this. And no, is Taysom Hill going to magically fix the Saints offense if they make it a starter? Absolutely not. But does it at least jumpstart things? And maybe there's a slight hope that you can be competent. Maybe if you can get the option offense going. And that's the only reason why I'm saying this. I'm not saying that Trevor Simeon loses his job and deserves to lose his job or whatnot. The Saints don't have an answer right now. Like, that is something that I'm trying to say. Like, a lot of people get aggravated when I say that I thought Taysom should start because you guys hate Taysom for some weird reason, which I don't understand. Fine. And I don't think Taysom Hill is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't. Like, I'll just throw that out there. But neither is Simeon. Ian Book is clearly not ready. If he's not even active on game day, he's not ready, in my opinion. So while it would be fun to say throw Ian Book in and let's see what the hell he can do, he's not ready. And again, going back to when that pick was made, I was a little confused as to why the pick was made because I was never super impressed with him at Notre Dame. So I would throw Taysom Hill in there if he's healthy. And I don't know if he'll be healthy by Thanksgiving. That's only four days from now. And I don't know how his foot will hold up. But I do find it fascinating that people are kind of against it. You have to try something, you know, to run out this offense that keeps doing the same thing not good in the first quarter, not good in the second quarter, not good in the third quarter. And yeah, the fourth quarter is fun to watch from a neutral perspective. But as a fan, as someone who's been watching this team, you know what's going to happen. They're going to score a lot of points in the fourth quarter. They're going to give you a little bit of hope, and then it's going to get taken away. And at the end of the day, you're looking at the win-loss column, and you were 5-2 and two just three weeks ago, and now you're 5-5. Five and five. And now, optimistic Chris is no longer here. So I think that is a problem. For the, I would go to some offense. So before next, which is what I definitely want to talk about, I want to talk about what I think the Saints need to do in terms of getting you know back on track, defensively speaking, and even offense, how to try to jumpstart things. I'm gonna bring up some more comments from you guys, and then we'll go from there. At this point, I don't enjoy watching Trevor at all. Taysom is at least fun to watch. Again, that's I, I kind of agree in that too. I know it's a weird way to put it, but I, I totally agree with that. Dennis Allen not going to base and keeping in nickel while Philly was gashing them all half was bad too. Yeah, I'll say this about Dennis Allen real quick. I thought after the Bucs game, he was definitely going to get a head coaching job. And now, three weeks later, I'm like, okay, he probably still will get interviews, but I'm like, he's not a lock to leave. Like, the Saints defense is now good. They're no longer great. Through the first eight weeks of the season, they were great. And the last three weeks, I do, they're good. They're not bad. And again, time of possession matters, guys. But they just have not played as well as they should be playing. And I think that definitely is worth mentioning. I'm going to say if this wasn't a wake-up call for Peyton and Loomis to fix the offense, we'll probably see him gone within the next three years. I don't think so. Look, I, look, I do think it's a wake-up call. I don't think the Saints will ever admit it, but I think the Saints do feel like they are not playing well offensively and they know that they're, they're lacking playmakers. And as for the Sean Payton thing, at the same time, find me another coach who would find five wins with the lack of playmakers they have. Like, it's probably not going to happen. So... I'm not saying that Sean gets a pass just because the Saints are 5-5 five and five and they've won with garbage through 10 weeks, but the, at the same time, you're not going to get rid of him just for this. I think this is a wake-up call, and I do think the Saints will 
address their skill position players this offseason. I don't know if we'll be a first-round pick. I don't know if we'll be a second-round pick. I know the Saints are going to address the offense. I do not think they're going to go into the, the you know next season with the same group of skill players. Jameis at least offers some big play potential. Simeon just isn't it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. <laughs> That's a good one, Joe. I almost regret voting for most of these guys for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, look, um, some of them deserve it. I'll mention some guys that deserve it. Why does it seem like the offense doesn't try to get creative until the fourth quarter? See, that's where they kind of trick you. It's not that they get creative in the fourth quarter. It's that defenses are playing soft coverage, super prevent, got a big lead. Why should we, you know, chance it? And that is where the Saints thrive. But other than that, they haven't been great offensively. The fact that we use a draft pick on Kawan Baker for us not even attempt to use him just confuses me. I would be more confused if he wasn't a seventh round pick. I think him being a seventh round pick makes it a lot easier to stomach, but yeah, it, it is frustrating. Props to Tramity balled out. Offense needs him to play like this more consistently. You are absolutely right. Uh, Trauman balled out. And I think that's what you want to see. Like, as bad as Trauman's been this year, and boy, I've been on his case, like, that's the type of game where, like, okay, that's what that's why the Saints traded up for you. That's why the Saints have confidence in you. And no, I'm not expecting Trauman to have five catches for 56 yards and a touchdown every week. No. But can you do that every other week or, or in three weeks or every three weeks? Like, be a little bit more consistent, man. Like, I, that was an encouraging performance from Chapman, so I'm happy about that. So I'm going to bring this up, and then I'll, I'll stop the comments for just a sec. Obviously, keep throwing them in, guys, and I'll get to them. I really appreciate you guys dumping the comments in. You guys mentioned Lattimore. I want to talk about Lattimore because I am a really big Marshawn Lattimore guy. Like, I, I've been very – I'll say I'm very fair. Like, when Marshawn struggles, I am critical of him, and when Marshawn's playing well, I give him his flowers. But, man, this is not one of those moments. Like, Marshawn Lattimore has to wake up. And maybe, maybe this is it because now you're playing the Bills and you're playing Stephon Diggs. And then the following week, you're playing Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. So you have no choice but to wake up. But every the last three weeks, every game, it just seems like Lattimore's just out of it. And if you need someone across from you to be your equal, to, to be ready to go, then I'm, I'm sick of it. Like, And again, the alternative was better. Like, It was better than the alternative, excuse me. The Saints paying Lattimore was better than losing him and figuring out a replacement. So I totally get that. But he gets paid too much money to constantly get beat by crossers, to constantly look like he's not invested in the game. And it's just not enough. Like he is a cornerback one. I get that. But he's only a cornerback one for half the season. And I guess the sooner we come to terms with that and the sooner we accept that that, who, that is who Marshawn Lattimore is, then I guess it's easier. But I'm frustrated. Like I said two weeks ago, uh, I forgot which podcast I was on, but I was talking about Marcus Williams. I said, man... Marcus Williams has to step up. Well, last week, Marcus Williams would have a game-changing pick if the refs didn't suck. And today, Marcus Williams is one of the only guys in the secondary that came to play. Really good range, really good plays from him, and I thought he was outstanding. So a super shout-out to Marcus Williams. He's shown why the Saints should pay him when they have to in the offseason. He's been great. Now, Marshawn has to get going. He has to. It, it, is, it is frustrating. I know that like I, I could get it from a psychological standpoint, you want to play a great player who matches your greatness. I understand that. But every goddamn week that he's not facing an all-pro wide receiver, it's like, oh, Marshawn got beat up by a crosser. Oh, where's Marshawn? He's not there on that play. It's like, I, I can't do this every week, man. It, it is really frustrating. Um, really interesting for sure. Didn't understand kicking a field goal in the fourth down, uh, down two touchdowns, took the pressure off the Eagles and let them burn the clock. So look, the, the Saints were going to lose regardless of that decision. So we'll just put that to the side. That, that Now that that's to the side, that was the dumbest decision that Sean Payton made all day. 
And again, I get it. They're lacking talent. They are a mess right now. I totally get it. But you were down 19 to 33, and it was like fourth and seven. And a field goal there does nothing. It does absolutely nothing for you. Because, yeah, a field goal, what does it do? Get Brett Maher's confidence up? Brett Maher wasn't, he missed an extra point. So, what does him getting a 28 yard field goal do for his confidence? It doesn't do much. And frankly, he almost missed it. I mean, it was it was leaning right. So I thought it was a weird call. And, and when you make that type of call, and I get it, the Saints were not going to win. But when you decide to kick the field goal, now the defense has to make two stops as opposed to one stop. And there was only seven minutes left. I thought it was really weird. And you know what the beauty of going for it is? If you don't get it, you call off the dogs. And if you do get it, well, here we go. Now we have a six-minute ramp-up period where... Maybe we play with some fire, score a touchdown, two-point conversion, get lucky, you never know. It was just a really weird call. I hated it, but I also hate the Saints kicking situation. It's a joke. Stop going through all of them. Brian Johnson, Brett Maher, Aldrick Rosas, Cody Parkey, just stick with one and let's just leave it because they all freaking suck. They all stink. And all of them have limitations. Rosas can't make a field goal. Parkey can't make a field goal or an extra point. Johnson can make field goals but misses extra points. Maher can't make an extra point now, apparently. They all stink. So just stick with one at this point, and we'll see what happens. Saints have to win against Buffalo or Dallas if they want a chance at a wild card spot. You are not wrong. And I'm going to talk about that in a little bit, kind of where the Saints are going from here. And obviously, it's downhill. But, you know, you still have to evaluate the season. Like, a lot of people just ask me, why am I even looking at these games? Or why am I talking about the wild card picture? And it's like, do you think I enjoy talking about the Saints losing every week? I don't enjoy it. Like, it's not fun. I think that at some point, you lose so many games, you're sick of talking about tanking this and losing this. And like, I don't care what the Saints are looking like. I will not root for the Saints to lose. It's just not in me. I'm not going to do it. And I want to see them compete. And I say it all the time. Like, if the Saints make the playoffs, you're going to complain about draft position when they weren't going to take the prospect that people want them to take anyway. Like a lot of people, even me, like I tweeted yesterday that I love Chris Olave and I love watching Garrett Wilson. And I do. The Saints aren't drafting either one of them. So, like, am I going to get my hopes up that the Saints get a high enough draft pick to take Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson or, or um, Williams from Alabama or even um, uh, the, the Arkansas wide receiver? Do I want to get my hopes up for that? No, because they're going to draft an offensive lineman if Teron Armstead's out the door or they're going to take another power forward looking defensive end. That's like 6'9 and should be playing for the Pelicans as opposed to playing for the Saints. So I'm not going to get my hopes up in tanking. I think you send a better message making the playoffs with no quarterback this year because now if I'm Russell Wilson or I'm Aaron Rodgers or I'm any quarterback who's possibly on the market thinking about going elsewhere, I look at the Saints and I'm like, you put me in on that team with that defense, with that coach, with that supporting cast, if it gets better, obviously, but more, more, uh, more importantly, that support system, you're like, maybe I'm the missing link. Like That matters for me. So that's why I'm not going to go into the whole tanking thing and I'm not going to get into the Saints should lose this game and lose that game. No. Like, in my mind, I'm always under the assumption or the thought or the belief that, like, I want the Saints to have success and I want the Saints to win games. And that's why it's frustrating right now. I get zero enjoyment out of three straight weeks of coming on here and rambling about what they did wrong and what they did to lose and how they fix it because they're not fixing it right now. So it's definitely frustrating. Trevor Simeon and Marquez Callaway, garbage time, Kings. You got that right. They absolutely do. Simeon during the post game, it's not really chunk plays. The defense are loosened up to being so far ahead. Yeah, look, look, Simeon's not going to be delusional about it. He definitely sees it. He he absolutely knows what's going on. It's garbage time, and you still got to get your numbers. Like 
I'm not blaming a player for ever getting garbage time stats. I think like if you're a player, like why would you just lay down and, and you know, lie on the floor? Like even Breeze, who put up these great numbers, you know, some of Breeze's numbers are garbage time stats because that's just how the game goes. Like there are games where you're out of it, but you're not just going to give up. So you're going to keep pushing. And like, I don't blame Simeon for doing that. I'm glad he knows it though. If there's one bright spot, it's Demario Davis. Love seeing him play. I'll give you a couple bright spots actually real quick, guys. Demario Davis is one. Blake Gillikin's another. I would say Marcus Williams has been a bright spot the last couple weeks. I would say Marcus Davenport is definitely a bright spot the last couple weeks. And I would say Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram, again, I know no, it's not going to get talked about because the Saints played bad. We had 88 rushing yards and 25 receiving yards. So, again, another 100 scrimmage yard game for Mark Ingram. And we all talked about they lose Kamara. What do they do? Not having Kamara hurts. Like, obviously it hurts. But Ingram has done a decent job in that role, I would say in the expanding role for, for what they've done. So I, for me, I, I would say that I'm impressed with what Ingram's done as well. I'll throw those bright spots in. Seems like our defense shows less of Pete Werner as well. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I knew. I wish I knew, man. I, you know, I think for, for Pete Werner, I, I, I don't get it. I never thought that he played poor enough where it's like, okay, let's diminish his role a little bit. Like it's not working out. So I'm shocked. Um, I would like to see him get more playing time again. But again, the Saints linebackers, I don't know if that's why they really struggled today. I think they got to be better, obviously. They, 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 their front seven did not stop the run. That's a problem. But I also think the Eagles' run scheme had the advantage in this game. Like, that's why I kept saying coming into this game, like, the Eagles' ground attack is killing teams lately. And if they continue to do this against the Saints, it's going to be a long day. And it ended up being a long day. Short and intermediate routes are killing the Saints. They need to fix it. They, they definitely need to. They definitely need to. Legitimately ready for the Saints to sign Garrett Harley. Man, that would be funny. At this point, why not? Like, wh- why not at this point? I, I mean, your kicker stinks. Seems like we, as we get further in the season, no team is healthy. No clear best team. Season's just up in the air. It is. Like that, you know, th- this this NFL season, more than like most, and, and I can't remember a season like this, where you're watching and I don't know who's a great team. I, I don't know. Like, the the Bills I thought would be a great team this year, they're not. And I'll talk about them in a little bit, obviously, because the Saints play them on Thursday. The Chiefs are getting hot now, which is scary. But, like, again, they were terrible for, like, the first six weeks of the year. The Packers just lost to the Vikings. The Cardinals are, you know, potentially losing two in a row. And Kyler's hurt. So that's obviously a question. You look around the league, the Rams the Rams have lost back-to-back, and now they're going to play the Packers next week. Do they win that one? I have no clue. And the Bucks. We'll see what the Bucs do on on Monday against the Giants. Maybe the Bucs probably win that game, but like even the Bucs, they don't look great. So it's a weird year. And that's why, again, why I want the Saints to make the playoffs. I am not delusional. The Saints are not winning a Super Bowl this year. There is no scenario where the Saints win a Super Bowl, but I still want them to make the playoffs. And I still want that just weird upset game that could happen because this is a weird year. And that's why I'd prefer that as, a, as, prefer, um, you know, as opposed to tanking for a player they're not going to draft anyway. That makes sense. So before I wrap everything up, guys, I want to talk about this Saints team projecting forward because three weeks ago, you're five and two and you're looking great. And now you're five and five and you're, you're out of the playoff picture as we speak, in my opinion, like you're out in the sense that the 49ers are on the come up. The Vikings are on the come up. The Panthers lost today, which is good news for the Saints. And that, that definitely helps. But other than that, now there's competition. There was not competition two, three weeks ago. The Saints were in firm position to be a playoff team. Now, I don't know. And I'm not going to get into who they play in two weeks from now, who they play in three weeks from now, who they play in four weeks from now. 
I don't care. Like, I don't care who they play in those times, in those times, but they have the game of the year. I would say coming up against the bills. And it's really easy to say they're going to get blown out, but it would also be like very ignorant because the bills haven't been great either. And the bills are coming off a loss that they're probably frustrated about. And I think the easy take is the bills are coming off a loss against the Colts where they're pissed and they're going to beat the saints and take it out on them. And maybe they will, Like maybe they will. Like I will be picking the bills for that game. I will. The Saints haven't shown me any reason for me to pick them. So with that being said, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna pick the Bills, but I'll have a preview show later this week. But this this is a game where if you're serious about being a wild card team this year, you gotta break the losing streak. Because I think for the Saints, if they just stop this losing streak, you can breathe again. The, the longer you keep losing games, the longer this frustration builds, the, the more you feel like you're losing hope. And just one win changes a lot in terms of just the mentality and the feeling in the locker room. And you, you at least have some confidence going forward. The saints have no confidence right now. They're not a confident group. They are, they're just, they're just sleepwalking. I would say through the season at this point, because the offense is out of flux. The defense is not playing great. So Thursday night, you're playing the bills. You're honoring Drew Brees for that game. Can you win it? Uh, It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. The Bills are a talented football team. I'm not going to say a great football team because they've not been playing like a great football team, but they they have struggled. And I think for this one, it's, it's a battle of two teams right now who three weeks ago felt a lot better about where they are. And now you look back at it in the Bills Saints, they're both looking rough and we'll see what happens. But I'll, I'll say this before I log out, guys. The, 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 the Bills game, if Taysom plays, I feel a lot better about that game because I, I don't think what we necessarily saw last year with Taysom you can look at that tape and figure out completely what the Saints are going to do offensively. I think you can change some things up. And I think that, again, like I'm not saying Simeon was terrible and he's the reason why the Saints have lost the last three games. He's not. He was a reason why the Saints lost today, but it wasn't all him. And he was definitely not a reason the first two games. But I would make a quarterback change because you need a spark. And I think the Saints team, they just they need to snap this losing streak because four games, it starts spiraling out of control. It, 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 it starts powering out of control. I don't know why, but I can see Taysom throwing like three interceptions against the Bills defense. Look, you're not wrong. And I'm going to say I could see Trevor Simeon throwing three picks against this, this Bills defense. Like, I think that the Bills defense, uh, they had a bad game. Like, Jonathan Taylor ran all up and down the field on them. And Josh Allen had a bunch of picks, put them in a bad spot. I think the Bills defense is way better than the 40 points you saw today that they gave up. That said, I don't think either quarterback who the Saints will play is going to be this magical savior that figures it out on a primetime Thanksgiving game against the Bills. The reason, though, that, again, I keep saying if Taysom's healthy, because if he's not healthy, what's the point of playing him? That would just be stupid. But if Taysom's healthy, I would play him because I think that the running element gives you something. The Saints need something different. And I think when you have Taysom being able to run a little bit more, then the defense has to cheat up. And if the defense cheats up, maybe you can get some plays over the top. Not a deep bomb because Taysom can't throw a deep pass to save his life but maybe you can get some 15 to 20 yard crossers and do something there. So that's why I would go with him. I'm not expecting the, the saints to play him, but I, I think for the, for, for them, you got to try something different at quarterback. And if you want to keep rolling the Trevor Simeon route, that's fine, but we're going to keep going down the same path. We're like first quarter, they stink. Second quarter, they stink. Third quarter, they stink and enjoy your garbage time points. That's still equate in a loss. So yeah, I do. I do think that, Trevor Simeon's floor is higher than Taysom Hill's. But I would rather see what the upside is of just playing Taysom Hill. And again, 
I do not think the Saints quarterback of the future is on their roster at all. I think they're going to go big game quarterback hunting in the offseason. But we still got two more months till the offseason comes, maybe even three. I don't know what my math is right now. It's probably a little off. I'd say three months till the offseason. So you got to try something different. And yeah, I get it. People hate Taysom Hill. That's fine. I really don't care. Like I would play Taysom Hill if his foot is okay. And I would just roll the dice and say, what the hell? What do you have to lose at this point? You've lost three games, two of which you should not have lost. And now you're five and five and you're hoping for a prayer. So why not put a dude back there who the Bills don't have as much film uh, tape on for this season specifically? And let's be real. I do not think that if they play Simeon or Taysom Hill, they're going to be favored to win anyway. So just roll the freaking dice. Roll the dice. Like The Saints are probably underdogs going into Thursday night's game. And that's okay because they deserve to be. They've been a bad football team the last three weeks. So we'll see what happens. I, I just, I'm, I'm just very disappointed that this team has looked this bad the last three weeks. Like I know they don't have talent and I know they're injured, but it's just three losses. That's a lot. That's the first time they've lost three games in a row since the 2016 season. I hated the 2016 season. So we'll see what happened, guys. I really appreciate you joining the chat and leaving your comments and thoughts. It means a lot. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. I know it's going to be tough because the Saints stunk it up today, but Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I will be back later this, you know, this upcoming week, either Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll have the podcast up um, for the Thanksgiving game preview. So stay tuned for that. In case I do not have a live stream though, guys, and it's just an audio format. I just want to wish you guys from video right now. Have a happy Thanksgiving on Thursday. I hope you and your families have a great time together. Uh, and, and let's hope that the Saints end up winning that Thursday night to just cap it off and make it a Thanksgiving that we remember. But I really appreciate you guys joining the chat. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and stay plugged in on the Straight Up Saints podcast. This upcoming week, I'll have a preview of the Saints-Bills game. So enjoy your weekend and let's hope the Saints can eventually snap this losing streak because, man, we're tired out here.